Welcome to another episode of the Overcoming Financial Trauma Podcast. I'm your host, Rakim Sabri, and uh, we're going to talk about therapy today. I have a special guest. I'll let him introduce himself, but um, the reason why this guest is special is because we met way back in 2008 as freshmen in college. So um, why don't you introduce yourself, tell the people who you are, um, tell them about your brand and your message, and we'll jump into the conversation. Word. First dude I made on campus, but we're going to get into that. Uh, my name is Mother Prophet. I am a mental health advocate slash uh, rapper slash artist, songwriter. Um, my brand here, you see, help oneself here, love only brings eternity, help oneself represent mental health, uh, love only brings eternity, a positive uh, self-awareness brand. Um, and I, I just represent mental health and, and, and a good word of, of putting peace, positivity, and love into the, the universe. And, all different forms to do, you know, clothing, music, do give backs, and just being a decent person. So, yeah, let's jump into the music side of things really quickly because um, I think this is gonna shake up, shake up the the kind of normal flow. So, I, in the previous episodes that I've recorded, I've had uh, therapists, I've had PhDs, and we're always talking about financial trauma through um, an academic lens. But I want to mm-hmm. talk about like trauma from the perspective of how you feel right Mm -hmm. so music um and and i follow your content pretty regularly music is a medium not only to express yourself but also that people connect to 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 make themselves feel good so talk about how your journey um and i'm gonna go way back i remember back in 2008 you was involved with music you was rapping so um, talk about how your journey through music has had an impact on your mental health and maybe what feedback you've gotten from your audience around the impact on their mental health through your music. Word. For you, yo, you, for you to say that, when 2008, I used to be rapping, but like I never really had the intention or even mindset, like, yo, I want to rap. I just like to do it. So like when you say that, it kind of shocks me. Like, for real? I was actually like rapping in front of people? Like... Cause I really don't remember like, like yo, I'm a rapper. Or, like I want to rap. Like you know what I'm saying. There's times I'll be around people, people rapping. I'll just be quiet. Like damn, I could rap, but like I'm kind of shy right now. But so you say <laughs> that, like, that kind of shocks me, and I'm kind of glad to hear that too, though. But um, um, for my mental health, music has been like honestly has been the therapy for me. Like my whole life, just holding in, keeping everything inside. You know family what I've been through in family what I've been through in my life like I was kind of too I wouldn't say shy but just too embarrassed to even say certain things and <clears throat> music has allowed me to like there's no way to hold back you know and it's like I've made a vow to myself to like always be true with what I'm saying you know what I'm saying even if no one understands likes appreciates um so like music has been like my way of just like <sighs> let it loose, you know, like, like <clears throat> for the most part, everybody knows me as a, as a calm, happy, positive person, but like deep down, I've been holding so much pain. So it was like letting that out. A lot of people have looked at me like, damn, like, is that you? Like, you've been holding that in for that long? Cause you know, like people who know me, like you never showed that side of you. And it's like, yeah, but I've been <laughs> holding it in. So, you know, and it's gravitated me to, you know, to people who, say just like me prior afraid to express or uh, uh, don't know how to express or, or too cool or, or 
damn, I don't think anybody else is going through that. But like, no, we all going through it. And I just made it like my, 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 not just my purpose, but like my thing to like say that thing that maybe, especially rappers, right? Don't really want to say about themselves, whether good or bad, you know what I'm saying? So just representing that, just bringing that awareness, you know what I'm saying? Bringing that awareness to like the forefront, like now nah, we, we all go through some shit, you know what I'm saying? Type thing, so. Yeah, definitely. I, um, what I like about that, that message and, and drawing parallels to the world of personal finance, right, is that finance is a taboo topic, right? So we talk about feelings being a taboo topic, especially as a man um, in today's society, but finance has a taboo associated where, um, like you described, people are struggling um, more than just in like their income and expenses, but their relationship with money. And so in their struggle, um, there's shame, there's guilt, there's a reluctance to talk about it because they feel like somebody's going to judge them or treat them a certain way or not treat them a certain way. And um, I like that you use music as a medium to kind of like just be free, like you said, like express yourself and 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 normalize the expression in, in whatever medium that takes in the same way that... Um, that this podcast really is talking about financial trauma. I think when we look at personal finance as a whole, and it's a very broad spectrum that most people are talking about, how do you make money? Um, how do you save money? Like, how do you build credit? We're talking about a lot of the foundational things, but we're not getting, we're not getting under the hood and talking about, well, why do you make the decisions that you make around money? Or what are the experiences that you've had early on in life that shape your relationship with money? So um, I'll ask you, do you have any instances that you remember that you're willing to share early in life that kind of shaped your relationship with money as a child? And how does that look different today? Um, yes. Um, as a child, I, I had everything handed to me. Like, I, didn't, I didn't really have to work for much, to be completely honest. So um after college, right, it, it put me, it put me in a place where like, you know, I'm starting to really see the world and, and the real world of like, you know, being responsible because I didn't really have responsibilities, you know? So it put me into a dark hole, not just about money, but just being a, an adult, right? So once I, I got out of college and I realized like I'm, I'm actually in a, in a place of like not knowing what I'm doing, as a, as a man growing into a man, young man, now I want to face what the bottom feels like. Like I want to, I, I want to face what it's like to have nothing because I've had everything. So I remember it was, I was 22 and I remember I had like, like six, $7,000 saved under my, under my, my dress, under my, uh, my bed. I wasn't working. My mom was kind of sick. Right. And I said, I'm gonna like spend this money, whatever I'm doing, right? Eating, whatever, whatever. I'm gonna spend this money and I'm gonna go broke and I'm gonna figure something out. So like, I didn't really have the, the knowledge of how to really utilize money because no one, I say no one, but I, I, I didn't have anybody to teach me. So I wanted to, to figure out like, let me just not have any money. What am I gonna do? To really <laughs> hone in on how I can, get it and save it, get it and invest it somewhere or, or do something to, to build it up. So like, 
as a child, like I said, you know, I, I didn't I didn't have no responsibilities. I didn't have to work for anything that I got. I got anything that I asked for. And that put me into a place as a man, like you're still a child, you know? And so it, it took me to to go through that to now, you know, learning more about money and how it works. And I'm still not the most knowledgeable, you know, I'll put my hands up to admit that, but it's gave me that, that, that wanting to know now to like do my own little, like, let me talk to people. Let me ask or let me read it because I wasn't taught it. So it, it, it changed everything. Cause now as, as I see my children, I put myself in their shoes. You're not getting everything like I did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you want some, you're going to have to do some type of work for it. You know, like, I'm not going to just spoil you because I love you. I'm not going to just spoil you because you deserve it. Like, no, you're, you're going to understand certain things that once you get older, you'll understand it. Like myself, I didn't. You know what I'm saying? So so that that's my perspective of now and then and then and now to, you know, to understand money and, and where I'm at now. Type, so so if, you, if you could go back and do that, do that experience over again, would you have done it the same like would you have put yourself in a situation where you had to <laughs> yo hell no bro hell, hell, hell no. I'll, you know what I'm saying? i'll be so smart with that you know what i'm saying i'll be so smart and, and, and way more you know knowledgeable and wise um but what i was doing but at that time i was just so like lost and so like prideful as well to talk to anybody to you know ask anything like I, I, I was all that in one and I was just felt embarrassed being at that age and having you know de a little decent amount of money at that age you know what I'm saying to like what should I do with this instead I just like let me figure out what struggle is let me figure out so it, it was a catch-22 in a sense because it really taught me to you know appreciate it really taught me to be grateful it really taught me to like learn how to work with nothing you know what i'm saying and, and humble me in, in, in a certain aspect so catch 22 to be honest yeah i um I, I like this conversation so far because a lot of people talk about um their money mistakes from the perspective of like not putting themselves in that situation it sounds like this this was a situation or you you had what you needed or you had what you wanted but you were kind of like you wanted struggle because you didn't you didn't have structure um and i think that that's real when we think about i mean even when i think about my experience in my early 20s as a young man nobody could tell me anything right it was just kind of like nah like I, i'm grown I, i'm doing what i want like and I think that that's a really big obstacle that is not often highlighted when we have these conversations, particularly about how to educate young people around money. Um, and young people specifically from like rougher environments or from the hood, because there is um, kind of like this idea floating around that, oh, financial literacy is the solve, right? If you just teach them about money early, then they won't make these mistakes. But there's so many dimensions and layers to that around and I mean you articulated it very beautifully just feeling like okay I'm privileged right and and I want to I want to taste what struggle feels like or I want to um prove myself or I want to be independent and so I think it's a really holistic rather it should be a really holistic approach to the education and that it's not just 
one plus one equals two, right? You put your money in your savings account and, and you, you budget and you spend less than you make, but more so like life skills as applied to it and the psychology of like, why are you making this decision? What is cause and effect? Um, what are you struggling with right now that will then have implications around um, how you use your money? So uh, I think that, that, was, that that's refreshing. That's, that's definitely uh, good for the audience. Um, so where are you at now in terms of just career, in terms of um, your relationship with money, in terms of music? Like, what is, what is like your main focus? I know you mentioned you have children and you're trying to like show them the way too. What is your main focus around the work that you're doing and building your brand? Uh, now, um, I'm, I'm learning to be more, more structured. I have, I have a problem with being, um, I have a problem with, with, with involving myself in chaos, like Picasso. You know, it looks chaotic to the world, but it looks perfect to you. I'm so used to that, that now I'm at a place where I can't live like that, right? Because... I'm learning what I've learned in the past like two years. I may be able to deal with it, right? In my own aspect, but it's affecting other people in ways where they're not able to deal with it through me, right? And you know, being a person that is dealing with a lot of people, I'm I'm I've noticed in the in the, in the past few years the effect it has on other people, which now I'm more like, okay, let me be more structured, more organized with not just my finances, just with life in general right so now I'm, I'm i'm working with a nonprofit with recovering addicts so now i'm 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 in a place and position to 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 guide and and to teach other people not just you know money not just emotion just like you said life skills so i have to be that example where i wasn't always that example to show that example so that that's that's where i'm at now which is really structuring myself to actually be that in the finance world because you know in the emotional and the mental world i i believe i'm there on the finance world i'm structuring myself to actually really be there but now it's like okay like i don't i don't go out i don't you know what i'm saying i don't really spend loosely but now i'm i'm learning to like whatever i'm making let me find ways to put it even if it's a dollar two out of somewhere where it's it's coming back somehow some way more than if I just go put it under my bed, you know what I'm saying? Or, or go put it in the banks, things like that. So, and just honestly studying and, and learning from people like yourself and learning from people who actually walk that walk where it's not my thing, but I know it's a thing that I need for, for me to advance in what I'm attempting to do. So that, that's transparently, that that's where I'm at right now in my life, to be honest. Do you use your your past experiences and um and like your guidance to other people like how do you, or rather how do you use your past experiences like the things that you've overcome the things that you've learned um really wisdom right how do you yeah. use that in in educating and encouraging other people to maybe follow a similar path um it's a, it's a quote i don't know who says it right but they say a smart man learns from their own mistakes but a wise man learns from other people's mistakes and I like to be the example, like learn from me, like learn, learn from me not doing the right thing. You being in a similar position now where I was, I did this, led me down to a position where I shouldn't be in. Don't do that. You know what I'm saying? I may not have the answers, 
but I have the answer to not have the answer. You know what I'm saying? So it's like learn from that and, you know, put yourself in and in, in, in put your knowledge, put your eyesight, your ears to people like you. You know what I'm saying? Like people who 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 know, you know what I'm saying? Because like if I don't know, I ain't, I ain't going to sugarcoat and say I know, to be honest. So it's like I know I don't know, but I know you can learn maybe here, maybe there. So it's like I'll, I'll direct, like, you know what I'm saying? Things of that nature, so. Yeah. Um, you have a kind of like a quote or a saying that I really enjoy on social media around how therapy has saved your life. Talk a little bit about, about that concept and how that, how that became a part of your branding and why it's so important for you to get that message out in front of other people. Um, it, it, it became very, very like, um, ideal for me dealing with you know recovering addicts like i never been a recovering addict i never um never really used a drug to know how the you know the mindset of, a, of an addict works right so long story short um i had a buddy he had a recovery center i came through you know showing some love long story short he asked me to like facilitate a group like you know group group they call it group therapy right and I'm like, you know, I never done it. Sure, I would love to, right? Because in my heart, in my mind, I always saw myself doing that, but I never didn't go to school for it, don't have a degree, but I just felt like I'm a good listener. I'm a good person uh, to give good advice. I'm a good perspective, right? <clears throat> so I ran the group. The clients liked me. I liked it. It was cool. It's not like I was talking and, and you know, I was just having a conversation and we were all having a conversation, right? So. That was in 2020, and you know I stayed stayed with the with the with the company. I'm still there, and I'm just seeing you know, cause we have clients in and out, in and out, right? And I'm seeing clients, you know, some on meds, some not on meds, some medically um, clear to you know smoke marijuana, some not. Seeing the behaviors, this and that, and it's like knowing the therapist within the you know the the recovery center and and seeing and talking to them and seeing their help to the clients and just seeing it from not just a third person, but from a fourth, fifth perspective, right? And, and me personally, I always was prideful when, when I ever even thought about therapy because it's like, you know, I, I can therapy, you know, I could get my own self therapy. I know me better than anybody, you know, like you, you, you can't tell me who I am. You can't tell me what I feel. So I, I had a, you could say ego thing in a, in a, in a, in a subconscious way, an ego thing to even share what I wanted to say in a therapeutic way, right? But it has taught me to humble myself, right? It has taught me to humble myself to like, just because I know a little bit doesn't mean that I don't go through the same thing that these recovered addicts go through. Just hearing their story, hearing what they're going through, hearing the the, the desire to help themselves, hearing the desire to like figure something out. It's like, yo, I go through that same thing. Like not in maybe that way, but I go through that same thing. And in their eyes, they're looking at me like, yo, you're good. Like, you're not in recovery. You're, you're like, you're not nah, reality. Like, shit, I need therapy too. Cause I have those same to you, right? The same crazy thoughts. I'm having those same thoughts today. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, like it, it really put me in a position like, yo, like, so I was talk, start <clears throat> talking to, you know, the therapist in the recovery center, not as, you know, staff, but like, let me let me open up, you know, let me open up. Let me hear what you got to say to me in a sense of me being in a chair where they are. So it, it really 
it really humbled me and it really like gave me uh, a sense of belief like like therapy is is it right like because i can you know i could do a lot of self-personal development work a lot of self-awareness a lot of reflection but like speaking it out and, and hearing someone say something like immediate not like oh here take my song listen to it tell me what you think no take what i'm saying to you say something to me give me something back like that dialogue was was very like empowering like i would walk out the room like wow like i have clarity within my own self about something that i thought i had clarity about but i really didn't you know like because i would think and say I, i'm seeing it from you know, all perspectives. But when I'm hearing, you know, this therapist tell me something different from the perspective I think I have, it's like, yo, like, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Or I just needed just to let that out, you know? So that's why therapy changed my life. And I, and I feel like being being a, a person who who's an influencer, like being vulnerable, I, it has shown so much strength because it's like, I think I'm a cool person, right? I'm not saying I want to be cool, right? But like, if I'm cool and I can say that I like therapy or that I got problems, who wouldn't or who don't, right? And it's like, people need to see people in that influencer level, like, yo, I go through it too. So the people that's following them and the people that's supporting them, like, yo, like, because at the end of the day, we all human. We all got to wake up. We all got to take a shit. We all got to shower. We all got to eat. We all got to, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm really no different, even if I have a gift, right? Even if I, you may think my gift is whatever, but I'm still human. And like, I just feel like being that awareness and being that reminder to the world, like, is kind of like why I think, you know, therapy and, 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 mental health is like is, is my thing because like it, it need we need it you know what i'm saying like we need it well i agree with you i think um everything that you said was spot on but what i really resonated with is the idea that public figures or influencers or creators yeah, whatever the, the term that we want to use is um often get deified in that people view us through the lens of like, we don't have the same struggles or we don't have the same issues, whether they be financial or otherwise. And um, I think it was episode two, um, I had a guest on and we were talking about like, how do you separate your identity from your struggle, particularly financially? And so um, this is just kind of like a callback to that. Like even the people who are out here teaching, the people who are out here doing the work, the people who like seemingly have all the answers when we know the reality is that nobody has all the answers. Even all of us have our own challenges, obstacles and struggles when it comes to just life, right? Like not even through just the financial lens, but life in general. And, um, you know, that message of yours, you know, therapy saved my life really resonates with me as I, as I look at um, and become more involved in the financial therapy community because most people don't know what financial therapy is. Most people haven't heard of financial therapy or would not look at finances and therapy in the same sentence. But which I, which I love, by the way, too. Thank yeah. you. I mean, I, I can't take credit for creating it, but you know, there's a whole community of people out there who are starting to hone in on the fact that financial psychology is as important or more important than the behaviors because the behaviors are dictated by 
how we view and what we believe about money. So um, as the community of financial therapists and uh, people who are addressing financial psychology grows and there is more of a normalization around mental health awareness, pursuing therapy, um, making it okay to talk to somebody about whatever the issue is. Um, I think this like the perfect collaboration because within our community and our community specifically, right? There is this stigma that says you, you can't have feelings, you can't express your feelings, um, you can't like going to see a mental health counselor or a therapist is a sign of weakness or vulnerability. And really, what you're doing, the work that you're doing, is kind of flipping that on its side and saying, no, like I can be a fully formed, strong uh, person and still be vulnerable. And I think through the work that you do, you also give permission to people to have those same feelings or to at least explore those same feelings and say, you know what? Like, I do have something that I want to talk about or I do have something that is bothering me. And if he could do it, I could do it. Right. So, um, so yeah, I, and I just want to kind of tell the audience who, who doesn't know the background and how we got to this point. Um, I saw a post of yours on Facebook around um, collaborating. Some, yeah. said something to the effect of, you know, I want to collaborate with who wants to collaborate with me. And I was like, man, this is, this is a great opportunity for the blending of these two worlds, especially because, um, you know, with, with the early stages of this podcast, and I think we're on like episode four or five now, um, it's been mostly academic content. So like, really stuffy um, for people who are not in the community, maybe a little bit boring. And I think that it's so important to hear the stories of regular everyday people who like, maybe this is not what they, you know, eat, sleep and breathe all day, but who can connect to the message around the importance of acknowledging mental health, acknowledging finances, acknowledging the connection between both. And I just think that the work that you do is so great. So I want to highlight you especially as well. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Likewise, bro. Likewise. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be on here, man. I'm honored to be on here, bro. I'm honored just to talk to you, for real. I mean that. I mean so, that. So what, uh, what is, what's next for you? I know, you, you know, every day is, is every day, right? But what, what's your big goal? with your brand, um, with this message, what would you like to see happen, let's say in the next year and a half to two years? Um, bringing everything together, right? Like, and everything as in, you know, like for me, right? I'm, I'm working in a, in, a, in a nonprofit dealing with recovering addicts, you know, who's going to, you know, a recovery center, dealing with therapy. I have my brand, self-awareness, um, mental health. I'm, I'm in the stew. That's the name of it, right? I'm in the stew making music where I'm blending that with my interests, with what I've been through, with entertainment. And I'm also, you know, a sidestep. I'm, I'm in the fitness world where I'm, I'm utilizing that also for my mental health, right? And I'm somewhat creating a fitness brand to not just represent fitness, but to bring mental health into, you know, collaborating with fitness, right? So what, what I see is, is, is bringing all that together 
to to operate to operate a conglomerate of of, of pursuing the greater good of of humanity, right? And and you know, obviously in one year that's not going to happen the way I vision it because you know the vision is huge. But in the next year is just having it more structured, where now I'm able to collab with the individuals who are a hundred percent, thousand percent. And each of those industries that I may put my feet in, but now I'm able to not just collab, but connect with the people I'm collabing. So we can fulfill, you know, the mission of empowering and, and pushing that great word through, not just aspect of mental health, but the aspect of financial literacy, the aspect of fitness, the, you know, so it's like, <clears throat> I see myself as a, as a, as a connector rather than a plug. You know, I, I see myself connecting plugs together so we can have this big electricity for a big house where we're all in our aspect of where we're, you know, our, our thing, where we're pushing that good word, you know, from of love, of, of positivity. So um, that, that's where I see myself in the next uh, year. Cause I was just telling somebody yesterday, it's like, the position I'm in, I'm I'm like literally I, I can't like I'm in like the greatest position that I ever wanted right now, and and I and I feel like I'm I'm not even taking advantage of the way I should honestly right, but like I know I'm in the greatest position that I desire to be in. It's just now I have to take advantage of it in the best of, of my ability to 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 do and to add value to everyone that I'm involved with, everyone that I'm attempting to add value to so um in the next year or two that that's where i see it honestly i see myself being more free where i'm able to do these things i'm able to create music fluently and allow my music to just do what it do and you know things things in that nature so that, that's what i see in the next like year or two and you just recently released new music right yes sir with my, with my man right here gemini we in his studio. <laughs> we all live, my bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, talk, it's about, talk about um, you know, plug up your plug up your music. I'll definitely include the uh the link in the show notes. But talk about this the new music that you just released. Um whatever whatever you want to share. Um new music, Lo Siento with my man Gemini and myself. Um Basically, it's like a it's like a, a rebirth for me, right? So prior prior to this music, I've been putting out a lot of my pain music, a lot of my mental health, a lot of my emotional, and you know, for the past year, I've been connected with Gemini, and our connection is just like it just it connects, right? But w- what has happened is I'm able to now experience my personality through my music. So this music, this this the song we just dropped, Lo Siento, is. Is me speaking Spanish and speaking English and is allowing myself to, you know, make a party song. It's really a party song. You know, I haven't really made a party song, haven't really made a, a, a uppity positive song. You know what I'm saying? So this is like that transition into a lot of people to know, like, I'm more than just, you know, this dark mental, mental health. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me, let me add some, some flavor to it and, you know, um, and our connection is like it's, it's like Wade and LeBron, you know what I'm saying? So it's a beautiful thing to experience and a beautiful thing to see in a third perspective. But um, yeah, Los Siento is out on all platforms, a mixture of Spanish and English. And um, it's just a start of, of some great music that's coming. 
<laughs> to be humbly honest with you. So it's a start to some great music that's coming, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to you. Um, it sounds like you are on a path to really um, blend like holistically. Uh, just I, I love the word that you use empowerment through physical health, through mental health, um, through through music, through fun. Um, and so I just I want to encourage you to keep going. Tell the audience where they can find you. Are you active on your social media? I'm active on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Facebook, my name is Melvin Smith. Um, everywhere else is Mel the Prophet, M-E-L-T-H-E-P-R-O-P-H-E-T. You can check out my website, helponself.com. My other website, fitness website, mixmaxtraining.com. Uh, thestew.com is coming soon. It's the studio with my man Gemini. Um, that's it. All right. Well, I appreciate you spending time uh, with me and with the audience. Thank you. And uh, I, like I said, I'm going to plug up all of what you shared in the show notes. Keep going, man. Keep going. <laughs> bro. I'm, I'm rooting for you. I'm, I'm a supporter of yours. I'm a fan. I believe in you. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you do, honestly. Honestly. I appreciate that. Uh, so this has been another episode of Overcoming Financial Trauma. And we are out. Hey guys, Rakim Sabri here, and I just wanted to drop by and thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please share with your friends, rate my episode on whatever your preferred listening platform is. And if you have any feedback, reach out to me on social everywhere at Rakim Sabri, no underscores, hyphens, or periods. Until next time, I'll see you guys in the comments.